Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Welcome to Artists of New England. I'm your host, Laura Casanari-King, and I'm delighted today to have Pamela Lucier from Summersworth, New Hampshire. How are you today, Pam? I'm great. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, it's so exciting. I've admired your work for a long time on social media, Facebook and Instagram. And um, I think I met you once at Perkins Cove a couple years ago, in fact, with my husband. And so I'm really delighted to learn more about you today and your work. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. So I like to start by kind of finding out um, uh, two things. One, what is your earliest recollections of childhood explorations with art? And then how did you become a New Englander? Okay. Um, when I was very little, two years old. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is going way back. Okay. My, my parents... Um, took us to Cape Cod, my, yeah. bro- my brother and I, and my mother, who is a war bride, she's from Italy, um, okay. she says to my father, Giorgio, <laughs> the baby made a lighthouse. Did and you really it too? Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so my first drawing was a lighthouse, <laughs> which I think is pretty interesting now that I live here near this awesome lighthouse I that I like that. to paint. Yes. Isn't that something? So I, rem- I remember them making a fuss. I don't remember the lighthouse drawing, but I do remember mm-hmm. when they were talking. I remember um, I was in the middle of trying to make my doll look like a doll in the drawing and not a person. Uh-huh. So I was already trying to figure out how to get after the big truths. <laughs> now, what age was that? The- Two. Oh, <laughs> So what did they do to foster that through your childhood? Um, they were encouraging, and they just made sure I had materials. Yes. Yeah. Um, later on, when I was in high school, and I took art in high school, naturally, yeah. um, a couple times a day, actually, we could wow. do that. Oh, nice. Um, they did send me to the museum school mm. on Saturdays, mm-hmm. and that was a great experience because I had to take a bus from Natick, Mass., into... Boston all by myself and then I had hours before the next bus came after my class was (laughs) over so I could spend hours just looking through the museum and I loved um looking at the um fresh French impressionists okay and um I loved Monet and Manet and Degas and Mary Cassatt and they were all there and I could Mm -hmm. see them anytime it was wonderful wow that is really nice. Nice foundation. <laughs> so at what age did you decide you would like to pursue art as a career? Um, I was both musical and artistic. Okay. And um, I remember being in eighth grade and there was a small exhibition of our works um, 
in the hallway of the school. (laughs) And I remember looking at one of my paintings and it was a, a, a flower, it was a tulip. And I remember thinking, you know, I think that is what I want to pursue. I think I want to be an artist because mm. even though I love um, singing and playing piano, this this seems like so much more, like that painting even touches my heart. Yeah. So I made that decision right there and then, mm-hmm. what, 13 wow. or whatever I was. Nice. Yes. Nice. So then when you graduated high school, did you where did you attend? Um, I went to the Art Institute of Boston. Okay. So again, going to Boston was really awesome. And it's nice now. We live close to Boston. There's a lot of Boston influences in the painters here. Oh, sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And how long have you been in New Hampshire? Um, Three years ago, we um, came part-time just Mm -hmm. for the summers. And um, I was managing Todd Bonita's gallery and then in the winter we'd go back to Connecticut and Massachusetts we actually moved um three times in three years as oh. far as where we were living oh boy fun but the, <laughs> but the consistent place to live was um our apartment in Summersworth New Hampshire okay nice. so we had that for um every um season mm. That's wonderful. Well, we're glad to have you here for sure. <laughs> so um, after college, what did you do? What, how did your career start out? What did you... Well, the first thing I did is I went to work for a printing company and I actually had a job in management. Mm-hmm. And um, the head of the company, was he was really a great person. He had an MBA from Harvard. And he decided that creative people are really good to have in the company. It was a smaller company because um if you put them in charge of things they thought of innovative ways to do things so that was progressive thinking for the day (laughs) pretty cool i mean i had no um business experience yet he put me in charge of different departments like production planning and cost accounting and i learned all that stuff it was like going to school yeah so has that helped your art career oh definitely is when i um when you have an art business it's a small business it's a side no one likes but you just (laughs) tackled it actually like it maybe because i learned yeah um when i worked at that Mm -hmm. printing company um it was a silkscreen printing company and i learned how to tackle business problems right so I don't mind the work at all. I actually enjoy it. I, mm. I mean, we'd all rather be painting. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> the reality is there's a lot of um, business to it, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's lovely. So then what did... Now, what is your primary medium and what was it through college? Was, uh, um, was... When I was in art school, I was a fine art major. but And we did have painting the foundation year. But my um, major was actually sculpture and not painting. Oh, wow. That's interesting. But I think that's an advantage in some ways because um, I can look at something and know three-dimensionally what's going on with it, even in a photo where you can't tell very easily. I just understand things much better three-dimensionally, and I think that's very helpful. Yeah, I'm sure. So at what point did you dive into the oils and kind of – is that your primary medium now? Oh, yes. Okay, because I was making assumption by, <laughs> by what I've seen, I guess, yes. on social media. So, okay, so what? at what point did that become your primary focus? Um, I had 
done oils in art school and after art school there isn't a lot of easy ways to do sculptures because mm. I was a figurative ah. artist in clay okay and to really do that you would have to cast things in bronze and I didn't like casting <laughs> <laughs> even in yeah. wax or plaster I don't like casting okay. <laughs> so okay. yeah um but oil painting is so much more direct mm -hmm. so that's what I did but and drawing but um later on when I was married and had small children mm -hmm. I would do watercolor because it was much ah, cleaner and yeah. you could just wash your hands and Quicker. go take yeah. care of the baby mm. yeah. so how do you so, but <clears throat> oil <throat> was later yeah, um, okay I went back to oil um even before the children were born I had started doing oil again um, one of my friends wanted um, lessons so that's what she wanted to learn so I'm like Okay, so I, oh, I taught so, her. Okay, so that was your first teaching <laughs> yeah. episode. Okay, yeah. good. I like it. And um, then later on, um, when the children were older, I mean, Jenny was six, and she's the youngest, um, I felt like I didn't have to do watercolor, that I could do oil. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And actually, um, that's when I, I met David and I took some classes from him, workshops. Okay. Yeah. And my friend Nancy and I hired him to do private lessons. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. And was that was in Massachusetts? Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut. We lived in Woodstock, Connecticut. Okay. Yeah. Great. So at what point did you, because I know you do some teaching now as well. You do some teaching yes, stuff. right now... Um, when I was in Connecticut, I had a once a week class, but right now my teaching is um, confined to just helping David when he does a workshop. Okay. But we pretty much do a team teaching thing. Oh. Um, we do make curriculum ahead of time and um, we know what we're trying to get, um, you know, emphasize in the class. Yeah. So we just work together and we each have our different strengths. So, so are he the, goes for his and I go for mine. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. What, um, what is that focus that you're trying to emphasize to the students? Oh, we have um, all kinds of curriculums. So it depends mm -hmm. on what class we're teaching. Oh, we, so you have various different workshops. Yes. Okay. Oh, kind of nice. like football plays. Ah, you know, <laughs> I like it. A playbook. <laughs> yeah. well, that's great. And how long are the workshops usually? Um, we do two-day and three-day workshops. We used to do five-day, but they don't seem to be as common. So yeah. when we're away, we do a three-day workshop. And when we're doing it in New Hampshire, we try to keep it to two days. Yeah. I know they typically plan air, or do you do some indoor as well? Um, we have a great curriculum with mm -hmm. indoor workshops. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we do plan air workshops. Nice. And this would all be on what website? Um, www.davidluciergallery.com. Yeah. Okay. Right. And I think there's a link to that on your Facebook page, maybe? Yes. <clears throat> okay. And Instagram. And Instagram. Okay, great. Well, that's wonderful. So who was your most influential? I mean, you talked about the painters that you fell in love with at the museum. Um, who would you say is your most influential painter on on your work um i mean i have favorite painters like kwang ho is one mm -hmm. he's awesome i love his impressionist figure paintings and um tree paintings and 
um, Kathy Anderson, who I was um, fortunate enough to take a workshop with, has been an influence as far as bringing some softness to my technique. Hmm. Um, but my major influence I, is my husband, yeah. <laughs> David Lissier, because David did yeah. train me. Uh -huh. um, yeah. And it was pretty interesting when we first started to work together, when we were first married. Um, I had to learn very quickly, because well, it was still fairly new to me, yeah. even though I had other ideas and strengths that he actually didn't have mm -hmm. coming from a sculpture sure. background. So he um, really helped form my technique so I do not paint exactly like him. Yeah. I'm a woman. I have more to say. <laughs> do it. Bigger He's more canvas. minimalist. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that's great. So talk, if you would, a little bit about your process. What What is it? Do you, do you primarily use a photo reference or do you... Right I love to plein air paint. You do, yeah. I think I've so seen those. But I also there. work in the studio. Mm -hmm. And um, I really tackle both the same in the beginning. Yeah. I try to think about my motive. Why is it that mm. I'm choosing what I'm choosing? And then I try to design the painting around that choice. Mm -hmm. So it depends on what set of problems I've made for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Open the playbook. <laughs> okay. And is it um, typically ala prima or is it over time layers? And... Most of the time. I mean, when I'm outdoors painting um, plein air, mm -hmm. it kind of has to be yeah. mostly ala prima. I might put down a very quick and very thin um, wash with maybe an, a no tan, you know, dark and light or three values. But in the studio, a lot of times I'm thinking about the color palette. Mm -hmm. So um, I might put down a warm three-value plan, or I might actually make a little bit more of an elaborate plan to go with my color palette. Mm -hmm. And um, and I love experimenting with different color palettes. Like nice. I, I go to sleep at night dreaming of color palettes. I mean, I, <laughs> in, a, in a sort of mathematical way. Really, you know, they're oh. almost musical to me. Oh, how they go together. So that is a lot of what I'm thinking about. Yes. But I try to have a strong design. Okay. And um, I try to make the foreground bring you into the place mm -hmm. in the painting that I'm trying to emphasize mm -hmm. and that's usually in the middle ground and then I try to keep the background back gotcha and are you working from the studies you've done plein air or photos or both or it could be everything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I I was um sick for a long time mm -hmm. um from like 2006 maybe or even before um and you know I still struggle with illness but I, I was very sick I had a yeah. um, serious cancer that was considered incurable wow. and at this point it, there's no sign of it yeah. <laughs> and um but it, wow. my kidneys failed and um I had to get a kidney transplant and I went yeah. through all this stuff well it damaged my eyes in some strange way so oh. I have to just get everything lined up right but I find 
working more from visual memory because I have to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes people are like, oh, your paintings are so much better. I'm thinking, yeah, that's because they're coming from my heart because I actually yeah. have to memorize things. Wow. So some people would see this as a problem, but I see the good in it. Yeah. That it's that's... pushing me, pushing me in a way that I would not have pushed myself. That's beautiful, though, that mm -hmm. you can find that side of something. So what others would consider so tragic. Yeah, I love that. you got to find the good. But and I, I still seem to be able to see students' values and my own values perfectly right on and mix yeah. colors perfectly right on. So right. whatever it is, it's not <laughs> yeah. disturbing those senses that I need so to work so well. Right, yeah. So how do you choose your subjects? Um, I think that with me, painting is just a part of my life. So I walk around with um, a camera. Mm -hmm. And lately, it's just been the phone camera, not even the fancy yeah, yeah. Nikon. <laughs> um, how can you resist? <laughs> I just see things, and I take pictures. And at the end of the day, I get rid of the ones that I have no interest in and okay. keep the ones that I really like. Mm. And um, I have formed a collection and um, I try to organize things in such a way that I um, give them some kind of order and try to work on the things that are really speaking to me. Mm. And I have so many more things um, waiting in the wings. I know. So it's great. And you dream of those at night too. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And when is a painting finished? What's the wow, it's done, wow factor? Um, I know David quotes Charles Mavali in this, and I think it makes so much sense. There's a kind of tension when you're working mm -hmm. and you keep working and working because you have this tension and this need, but then you come to the point where the tension is relieved and you look at the painting and instead of thinking about what has to be, you start you know, saying, well, what if I did this and that? And that's when you have to go, okay, let's really evaluate here. Okay. If, do I need the what if, or is that the next painting? You know, like, <laughs> ah, good thought. Yeah, it's the next painting. Because right. a painting really should be about one thing if you can manage it. Yeah. And I know we all go out, especially plein air painting, and look around and see five paintings. I want to put them all in the same painting. <laughs> but true. I have learned by making the error many times yeah. <laughs> that you can really only make one strong painting. Mm. Good point, very good point. Yeah, it's like resolving, right? I, I know what you mean by the tension. Sometimes I refer to it as the wrestling match. <laughs> and then- um, and Somebody wins. Someone wins. <laughs> You if hope it's, it's you. Yeah, you hope it's you. But yeah, it would just feel like, okay, the, the uh, tension ends and it's resolved. And ah, you know. Mm -hmm. oh. So what defines success for you as an artist? Um, To me, even though we do have to pay our bills, I mean, we are artists. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, real success is taking all those things that I've learned. I mean, especially I went through this whole period where I did a lot more um, learning input um, than I got to paint because mm -hmm. of a lack of energy. Mm, okay. So to me, success is when I take all that I've learned and I make something 
special with it mm. that is uniquely mine. You know, I'm making my own mark on things. Yeah. And that, being able to do that, um, and I'm hoping with some larger size work now that we've settled here, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're finally yeah. settled. Yeah. Um, What's large? That would be what size six, is large? Yeah, well, anything from 20 by 24, but I would really like 30 by 40 mm-hmm. and larger. Okay. Um, but at this point, I've had a lot more time to have input than I've been able to um output you know make the paintings so at this point i want to take as much time as i can to make what i know and see what i can make out of it Mm. yeah that's good you do have those ebb and flows i think um where you just have way more input and less time (laughs) for the output and so you do have to kind of let everything simmer and and be anxious to (laughs) await what's coming maybe yeah and it's really interesting when it simmers how it develops into something more than what you put in. Mm. Yeah. I, I know for me, it definitely um, have a lot more input than output, <laughs> but that, that, in, uh, not, I don't see anxious feeling, anticipate the anticipation of, okay. And then it builds and builds. And finally, it's just like, I cannot go another day without painting. <laughs> and then boom, there something comes. So. For me, that's kind of how it ebbs and flows. But um, yeah, I like that. What are the greatest challenges for you as a painter? And trying to, well, moving three times with two painters supplies would be a challenge. So that was a big I'm challenge. I'm glad you settled down. <laughs> but um, now that we're here, um, there is that balance between doing the business of mm. art and actually getting to paint. Some yeah. days you just feel like, Yes, when we're good, they let us paint. (laughs) But um, so that's always, there's always balance issues. Even though um, I purposely sold a house and didn't buy another one Mm -hmm. so that I live somewhere that hopefully isn't too hard to take care of. I really, I I have a limited amount of energy, so that's a challenge. Um, So... I want that energy to go to art. Mm -hmm. I want it to go to helping other people learn to paint. I want Mm -hmm. it to go to helping people learn to collect. I want it all to go to art. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, when you say collect, what do you mean by that? Um, Well, I I work um, at Todd Bonita's gallery in the um, summer season. Mm -hmm. And um, even though it's a, a few days a week, but I meet a lot of people and mm. we get to talk about art mm. and I encourage people whenever I can right. to collect. Yeah. Do you find that there's kind of a learning curve that you're actually educating people to become proficient collectors? Yes. Yeah, some, sometimes I feel right? like a museum yeah. doesn't, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and sometimes you have to give permission to people mm-hmm. to consider collecting. Mm. But I really feel that paintings um, enrich people's lives yeah. and um, they're healing. They're just really good to have around. Mm-hmm. I know when my oldest um, daughter went to college, she, the first thing when she called home, she said, mommy, I miss the paintings. <laughs> so 
<laughs> we sent her some paintings, yeah. but she, even at her young age, she was only 17, she had um, felt mm -hmm. the um, enrichment that a, having paintings around mm -hmm. gives to one's life. Wow. That's great. Now, do any of your children paint? Yes. Yes? Oh, nice. Uh, my daughter, yeah. Jen, who's my youngest, uh -huh. she um, went to art school and after a couple of years, she felt like she got what she needed out of that. Mm -hmm. And um, she decided she wanted to be a tattoo artist. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's quite a challenge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so wow. um, she's a very good plein air painter also. Mm -hmm. And she um, has been studying um, under, she had studied under someone for five years. And at the end, I think she was pretty much running that shop. Mm. and um, made some beautiful tattoos and um, now she just recently moved to Missouri and she's in a new shop where she feels um, she's going to learn even more mm. and um, enjoying um, her new location. That's nice. Yeah. So uh, workshops, do they seem more popular today than they were back when you were in college? Were there opportunities to Wait. take Painting I was in workshop. college. I was totally unaware that there okay. was a workshop scene. Scene, yeah. I, there was one. At least watercolor people definitely had one. Mm. Um, we would get American Artist Magazine and look through it. But I don't know. It never occurred to any of us. I think we were being um, trained to think of things in this high level mm -hmm. that made it seem like a workshop wouldn't <laughs> be the Sorry, right thing for us. we're laughing about the feet upstairs. Sorry <laughs> about the noise. <laughs> um, I don't know why I was unaware of workshops. Maybe, I mean, in sculpture, there would not be one. Mm -hmm. So maybe it just didn't occur to me. Mm. It wasn't until later... Um, when I started painting in watercolor, there were all these watercolor workshops, okay. and I did take yeah. a few. I mean, I studied with Serge Hollenbach, um, Frank Webb, Don Andrews, mm. um, Judy Betts, and um, it was a really interesting group of people, mm. and they all knew each other. And um, I feel like the same thing is happening in oil painting today. Mm -hmm. In There's a group of people that teach workshops and a lot of the people that we know um, are also on the plein air circuit which okay. mm -hmm. I have both participated in and gotten to tag along which is easier because <laughs> I can enjoy all the perks without having to have the pressure <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um but I did paint um in Frederick their plein air event and I've done Wayne plein air like three times and um finger lights in canadagua mm. what would you recommend to people my age <laughs> or just getting into it you know after the kids leave home and you would you recommend um a broad variety of workshops or kind of settle down to one or two styles you like and and sort of actually learn something <laughs> although no i well i mean that's i guess my question am i you know Jumping all over the place. Is that a good thing? Or I guess explosion? for me, I would ask you what your goals are. Mm. And that would, it would depend on that for my answer. Yeah. Yeah. But 
That's because a, it's an individualized it be, idea, right? Sure. It would be. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I just feel like the too much exposure is just kind of twisting my head around. So <laughs> I know I was told um, at a show a long, long time ago, and it was an outdoor show that David and I were in. Um, and I had watercolors and I had oils. And the judge gave me second prize for something, mm -hmm. and, but said to me, young lady, you need to settle down. <laughs> you know, settle you're down. very gifted, but I think you need to be an oil painter. Wow. The end. <laughs> like, <What? laughs> so I had yeah. to agree. Like watercolor yeah. was not natural for me. Yeah. Oil painting is much more like sculpture. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So mm. I, it was right then that I decided, okay, if I'm serious about this, right. I really have to focus. I don't mm. have enough time as it is. Mm. I certainly don't need to pursue five different mediums. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's happening in the next five years? Got any big goals? Um, well, because I've had all that weird illness stuff, mm. um, being alive, yeah, <laughs> being healthy, and having my transplanted kidney still working yeah. are really big goals that I have yeah. to work for because yeah. it's hard to stay really healthy every day. Well, you look really healthy. So. <laughs> Thank you. I'm trying. <laughs> really good. Really good. But I would never have known. <laughs> providing all that goes well, mm -hmm. then... I really would like to do more figurative work. Mm. Um, it can be the figure in a landscape. Mm. I enjoy that. Um, there are times where I do take my camera around. Like there was one painting I had. Um, everybody loved. It was a little girl, and she was playing with a black and white dog mm. on the beach on Monhegan. And I love things like that where you have this really great, human response mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and yeah. being able to um have people feel that yeah. so i would like to do more work like that mm. nice. i also um would like to be um involved in organizations like oil painters of america mm -hmm. which i did join briefly and then got sick um, mm -hmm. <laughs> And um, maybe the American Impressionist Society. Mm -hmm. um, we're interested in the Copley Society now that we live in the Boston area. And, um, you know, just being able to um, put some work in, in shows. When we were newly married and had six children and all wow. the busyness of that, oh yeah. <laughs> um, I would put David's work in the shows. Mm. You know, you have to think business like that's our brand, David. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't do it myself. For, for one thing, David would get prizes, so yeah. we would pay for the shows. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't sure I Marketing. was going to be getting any prizes. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but I think I, it's come to a point where I'm one of the grown-ups, too, and I should enter yeah, the shows, and sure. maybe I'll get a, a prize or at least just be there. It's really nice to see your work with your peers, mm -hmm. and it helps you evaluate it better. And my um, goal is excellence in my art. Mm. So that will help me get there. Nice. So uh, what's a perfect day look like? Oh, a perfect day. Yeah, what does a perfect day look like? <laughs> um, it would have perfect weather, of course. <laughs> of course. Here <laughs> on the sea coast. It would be somewhere beautiful. Mm. You know, we would be on Monhegan Island yeah. or um, out in the Conquit or um, maybe even in the White Mountains. Mm -hmm. Somewhere 
just beautiful mm -hmm. and the colors would be beautiful and David and I would go out and we would plan our paint all day. Mm -hmm. That would be a perfect day. Mm -hmm. Is there any one artist you'd love to study with? I think Kwang Ho. Alive or dead? <laughs> you, could, you could choose someone, someone dead. dead. <laughs> I think Kwang Ho. I, uh -huh. would yeah. I mean, I would at least like to watch a demo or something. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I've really not... St I, I've studied with my husband in the way that learn this thing and help me teach it. <laughs> you know, like, mm -hmm. it's a good thing I learn quickly. <laughs> oh. I had a, a gift for teaching even when I was a little girl. When I learned something, I want to teach it to somebody. That's just a natural gift. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know when I learned to read at six, I taught my four-year-old sister to read <laughs> and she went to kindergarten and everybody thought she was brilliant yeah they didn't <laughs> know the is. brilliant sister at home. <laughs> i love it yeah that's nice so you've had that sort of natural tendency so in some ways i've had to teach myself very quickly mm -hmm. <laughs> things concepts that i was given yeah um so it would be fun probably to study with anybody mm -hmm. that i admire mm -hmm. nice. um what advice would you give in parting to artists on their way, on their journey? <laughs> um, I guess I would ask them to think about what is their goal mm. and then make sure that they were doing the things to pursue it. Because we all do have different ideas of success. Mm -hmm. um, to me, success is when I'm pursuing excellence in art and, and achieving it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, for others, maybe they just want to have fun. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they want to learn a certain um, subject. Maybe they want to learn a certain media. Maybe they um, want to sell a few paintings mm -hmm. you know whatever their goals are they should pursue those and um not try to be everybody yeah <laughs> right yeah that's a good one yeah sometimes just sitting down and clearly thinking out those goals you know will give yes you more direction of course so because there's only so much time and energy and mine is probably more limited because of illness mm -hmm. um so i would I'm more conscious of it because of that. Mm -hmm. I really do have to think about that a lot. Mm -hmm. So I would want them to really think about where their time and energy is going to go so that they can become the artist that they want to be. Mm -hmm. And I believe everyone is um, has an individual style that comes out when they do the work. And some things, some types of painting are better for one person's style than mm -hmm. another. Yeah. And once you've experimented enough to feel um, the best way to express your voice, mm. then that's probably what you want to put your time and energy into. Mm. Thank you for that. So tell us where we can see your works. I think, um, I know on Facebook, of course, we can see where, where else. Yeah, we're, I'm on Facebook Instagram. and Instagram. Okay. Um, we have... A wonderful studio at um, Salmon Falls Mills oh, okay, nice. in Rollinsford, mm -hmm. New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. 
so people can call to come see work or is it you have standard hours that are um it's a working studio so but they're welcome to call and make an appointment okay and um go on our website Mm -hmm. and you can purchase things right on our website oh nice and also in the summer um i do manage todd bonita's gallery in agonquit okay so you can see my work there and i'm in um the charles gallery in gloucester mass Mm -hmm. at least i will be the next show I will have work in there. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's a new um, gallery for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, I've really limited um, my galleries. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I feel like when we moved, I wanted to just start out again mm-hmm. and have things be, come from the base of New Hampshire and move out from there. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm focusing on those things right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. So what workshops do you have coming up? For the next year. Um, this weekend we oh, have wow. making your mark. <laughs> okay, which is um, really great because um, we're tackling the subject of interpreting a photo, mm. but not copying a photo. Nice. But the principles that we'll be teaching are what we use both plain air and um, in the studio. And it's a two-day workshop. It's a two-day workshop, mm. Saturday and Sunday. And do you conduct those at Salmon Falls Mills? Yes, you do. Okay, yes. Nice. So that's coming up. And how often do you run those types of events? Monthly or? Um, we teach in different places. Like we teach nationally. Yeah. Um, this year we're teaching January in Naples, Florida. Mm-hmm. Good time. And, yeah. <laughs> <If> you're going to go. <laughs> nice. And um, we always teach a workshop on Monhegan Island. Mm. It's either the first weekend in August or the last week in July um so and that's already full Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. and um Naples is not it is filling um people are starting to send me deposits but it's not full yeah and um Ocean City Maryland which will be um also in August Mm -hmm. um David will be judging the Ocean City Maryland plein air event and then teaching workshop right after mm, nice and um we have busy <laughs> <laughs> we have speed painting lined up for oh. um rollinsford what's speed painting oh it's a blast i don't know what this is <laughs> it's like speed dating <laughs> <laughs> um we have um we usually have people working in teams so there's a little bit of that competitive feeling okay <laughs> um the first day we just Start with three little objects in a little shadow box, and um, we go through the basic techniques of painting a la prima, and um, then we time you, and (laughs) and um, we go through the day adding objects, and um, you see how much better you do by the end of the day. More objects. So does the timing part force people to just really get the those essential elements down so quickly? Absolutely. Yeah. At least it's supposed to. It's the training. It's like, <laughs> yeah. those. Oh, that's, that's great. Yeah, it's wow. really, really fun. Wow. Lots so, of coffee is served. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I'll have to look into that one. So, okay, tell us the website again. It's... Um, 
David Lucier, L-U-S-S-I-E-R, David okay. Lucier Gallery. Okay. And, com. I, and I'll have a link too on the Artists of New England website as well. Um, and then you can be found on Facebook. Yes. And Instagram. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show today. It was lovely to get to know you. Oh, it was really fun. Thank you so much, Laura. Yeah. Okay. Have a great day. Thank you. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show. And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. you got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.